all in your mind. All in your mind. All in your mind. All Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to All In Your Mind. This is a, a, a special podcast. This is the all Rowan version of All In Your Mind. All Rowan and Dwayne. Except for Dwayne. Dwayne <laughs> behind the glass. All Rowan in the booth. Uh, I don't know. Can we marry him in? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that would be polygamy. Ah, I see. Or that would be bigamy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Let's get to the point here. Uh, I have with me um, the authors of Playing Gods, Graphic Audio's first original title, uh, the first of what is to be a series. I should say, uh, first off, that uh, as usual, Dwayne is uh, behind the glass. Say hi, Dwayne. Hey, everybody. And Dwayne, I'm going to count on you to be um, the voice of ignorance. A little bit more than I am. Yeah, okay. yeah. Most of my ignorance is, as far as the project is concerned. I don't know. I'm pretty ignorant. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. No disagreement there. <laughs> Thank so, you. So, all right. Enough of this. So, we're talking about Graphic Audio's own Playing Gods, Book One, Isolation. The authors being uh, Chris Rowan and Karen Rowan. Uh, my son and daughter-in-law. So, uh, so say hi, Karen. Hello. Hello. So, okay, let's have, well, well, let's let's um, let's talk about a little bit about the the, the history of the writing and the creation of, of playing odds. When did? How long ago did you guys start this process? Before we were even dating. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I had this. I mean, before. I went on my merry way into the wonderful world of IT and government corruption. Um, I worked here for about seven years as a, a post-production engineer, and I had already begun designs on a, an original work. Um, even before, so much to the point that I was able to use some of the sound effects that I had made before I left in the actual production. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Um, I should point out that Chris, in addition to uh, being one of the writers of Playing Gods, actually did all the sound design and post-production on it. I did a lot. I was <laughs> I was uh, very hands-on with my with my wonderful child. <laughs> yeah, you're, Boy, that you're, was damning. You're, 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 yeah, yeah. Your second, your second wonderful child. child. Oh, yes, don't worry. You're... My first child is completely ignored. <laughs> Right. <laughs> this is your metaphorical child. Yes. Um, but yeah, I had begun just some loose designs on the characters and the story, and I had kind of left it at that. Um, eventually, I, I lived in Texas for a year, and when I moved back, I got in touch with an old high school friend of mine, and um, we just we're talking and catching up and looking for stuff to do and we started doing a little role play thing and I role played uh, Zraya and she role played Lissa and it it just kind of we had no designs on writing a story around that we had no designs on anything it was just us kind of messing around and having fun and we kept going and going and now going when you say going. role play you're talking about actual writing things down writing things down not not not, um, not like gameplay no. No, no. Although no, you just, guys are both gamers. Yes. But that the can... the premise is basically we have these two characters, we have them meet, it ended up being in the woods. No, it sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? Yes. So we have them meet and we just play out these characters, see how they interact, see what builds up from there, and it kind of exploded. <laughs> now, did Lissa, was Lissa, uh, um, I, I should say that Lissa in the story is part of a snake-like race, a serpentine race uh, called the Lamy. Did did she have the characteristics of a Lamy at that point? Was she a... Uh... For the most part, yeah. She was uh, a Naga sort of type. I called her a Lamia. I kind of turned them into the Lamy to split from the Greek myth at least a little bit. Now you say Naga? Yeah. What's, uh, uh, what? A Naga is another serpentine race from mythology. They're from oh. Hindu mythology. Ah. But it's Lamia, the Greek version of Lamia, it's more vaguely interpreted and interpreted in different ways. 
Like, there are paintings of Lamia as a woman with just a snake skin around her belt. Hmm. Dungeons and Dragons has a Lamia that has a very lion-like beast. Hmm. And so, for I actually often will sometimes call them, to somebody who doesn't know, I'll call them a Naga just to conjure up specifically that image of a snake person. Interesting. Well, this touches on the point <laughs> that that we can we can sort of direct uh, towards that and come back to it because we we, we we probably should explain the premise of the story. Although there's plenty of information on the actual uh, product page, which you get a prologue to listen to, you get uh, a, a video trailer as well as a, an audio clip, uh, and there'll be more material coming uh, even later uh, uh, in the process. But, but Dwayne, if they wanted to go to that product page, where would they go? www.graphicaudio.net. Okay, and you can't scoff while he's doing it. That's not. <laughs> it's nice. a running gag in the podcast. I know it's you know, a running right? gag. I've listened to it, but but you have to wait a little bit. <laughs> so what I was what, what I was uh, touching on was you know uh, any type of collaboration. Everybody bring uh, the collaborators bring their own talents to bear. Um, uh, clearly, uh, Karen's uh, expertise uh, lay in the world building and the culture building mm-hmm. of, of the planet. I mean. The the story is kind of designed to um, allow us to both play to our strengths. Karen does the world building and and creating these these wonderful lavish. Uh, town, cities, uh, species, <laughs> history, places, and then I throw in my, my two wonderful demigods and they stomp all over it and ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> well, give us a, well, give us a quick synopsis of it. You know, you got two uh, avatars, two super-powered two avatars. Two super-powered avatars, Raya and Vilas, and they are, um, they go to different planes and then they fight each other to the death. Whoever, uh, and one of them kills the other eventually, and once that person is killed, they are resurrected, and then they move to another plane and do it all over again. They are moved to another plane by their respective patron gods. Yes. And um, the whole nature behind what they're doing and why they're doing it is... Is, is uh, mysterious. Deeper layers into the plot, yes. 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 Um, so yeah, you're talking about what you guys contributed, uh, what each of you, what yes. your strengths were. Yes, Karen is definitely more into the the details of world building and and making everything work and and bringing worlds to life. I'm more about dialogue and plot and plot twists and. and He's also very good with coming up with interesting broad concepts that I then go in and start filling in and figuring out the details of and taking like he'll make a world concept and I'll be the one who starts populating it who figures out you know cultures uh, things like where people get their food from Right. Just the now. The now, clear, clearly, the Lamy are pretty much your 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 baby. But but what about the Archai? Um, yes, most the Archai are mostly mine too. too yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. They started very different. <laughs> Aram was the first one, and he, the first incarnation of Aram is nothing like what he ended up becoming. Okay. The Archai are a civilization that has uh, fallen before the time that the story takes place. They're they're an ancient civilization, of which there are uh, ruins and remnants that the current academic types and uh, uh, historians uh, do archaeological research to try to discover more about their their past. But they were a, a, a fallen civil, uh, civilization. They were the equivalent of the Greeks or the, the Romans and, and Earth uh, Very technical, technologically advanced, though their technology is more right. magic-based. And right. a lot of the people have an interest in finding out how those cities worked, considering they, their stories of them having vehicles, their stories of them having skyscrapers of f- there being enough food for everybody of people not having to work all sorts of stuff yeah there really isn't much technology on the world that uh, that Raya and Vilas are plunged into on this one mm-hmm. um, existing technology uh, yeah. it's all primitive or, or it's pretty it's kind of fantasy tribal and um, with a mix of medieval with a, with medieval, a medieval and kind of yeah. stone age for the Lamy yeah. mm-hmm 
Now, what about names? Because uh, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're, the character that Chris plays, who is one of the avatars, is Zraya, which is really hard to pronounce over mm-hmm. and over and over again, especially quickly. <laughs> But I can recall that being an avatar name of yours back in childhood that you were playing, yes. that you would play video games. Um, with. The original, the original, original Zariah was a Diablo two necromancer. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's where the white hair comes from. But that's about where the similarities end. Um, the way I developed Zariah was he's kind of the the. Whenever I was presented with a character creation screen in any sort of game, I would throw him in there and just play. And he developed his... It, it, he was very bare bones. It's just kind of an image in the style I like to play in games. But right. then over time, he kind of assembled his own personality based on little snippets from more story-driven um, games, games that I would play. And he he just kind of developed into a character that I had. And um, did did in, his power sets come from a specific game? And you because not cause, from a specific game, but from a a conglomerate of, of different games that where I would pick powers that I would like, and he ended right. up be, you know being a purple lightning punching speedy guy. <laughs> um, he still likes to play that type of character. I in still do most well, everything. So. Well, now now. I actually use Zraya a lot less now because he's so well defined that he doesn't fit very often. Um, I have uh, other characters that I'm developing in a sim- similar manner, but it creates for a very organic, uh, real person. Now the personalities I have to fill in, but the physicality of them um, was very well defined from the beginning. Now Vilas, um, speaking of uh, developing story through through the gaming experience, which mm-hmm. or, or characters through the gaming experience, um, originally. Vilas was not as um, he's played wonderfully by Dave Coyne oh, in, in yes. our production, and Very as a, and, and he's got a Cockney accent largely well, because um, largely because of Saints Row Two, where is where, where <laughs> I played him. Um, I believe that was voiced by Robin Atkin Downs. I think um, it was a was different voice in two. But no, in three I, I'm and four sure was Robin Atkin Downs. I thought it was a different voice. Or maybe in two, you're right. Though. Maybe well, you're right. listeners can go to the IMDb. Yeah, or, or we could out. too, actually. But, but whatever. If, if yeah, I was going to ask, who's um, <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> uh, it was just one of the voice options. A very guess. talented voice actor. Okay. But but that was the default voice for the character that you built to I think look it was like the third one. Yeah, um, Nail Three was the the name of it. Yeah, but. Um, if you want to play Vilas, he's almost perfect in that game. Yeah. Um, and a lot of him came from that game. Yeah. It's, um, it's the perfect combination of... Anarchist. Violence and anarchist and over-the-top violent comedy. Yeah. Like, it, it plays violence for comedy in a sort of Looney Tunes-ish way. Saints Row 2, 3, and 4 are wonderful games. <laughs> Saints He's, Row One. Saints Row One. They were still kind of. They were getting, still a getting GTA a clone. Yeah, <laughs> but the character of Vilas is pretty much an engine of chaos. He's pitted against. Um, He's an engine Zariah. of chaos, but there's more to that than you think. Okay. Um, I. But as up. as as displayed in in the story that you that you guys told up to this point. He's in gaming in the gaming industry. He does he's a lot does a lot of sandboxing. Is that the term? Well, the the idea the core idea behind Vilas is um, what a player does in a sandbox game like Grand Theft Auto, where you go, oh, I'm just gonna run over people and run from the cops and see how many <laughs> how many people I can just murder for absolutely no reason. Yeah, there's You're presented um, with totally amoral, no 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 moral no moral boundaries he whatsoever. Can't, he can't die, and he leaves whenever he does die or wins. He has no consequences to his <laughs> actions. He gets a clean slate on every world he live he goes to completely clean slate mm-hmm. and the the way he's kind of based in the gaming industry is with these sandbox games you're plunked into a world that has its own rules that are often very much like our own but it gives you the opportunity to just to do pull down e- your pants and run through the street <laughs> peeing and shitting everywhere <laughs> pretty much just do do whatever you want with no real nice. world consequence and so people will start to really push the boundaries in, and create right. their own fun once the rules of that world stop appealing to them. Right. Or or they've been through the game 
through its conclusion, I imagine. Yeah, and there then is then a story. What the hell? Let me just blow up the, the you know. <laughs> Let me see what happens if I here. shoot this guy in the middle of a cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he he very much embodies that um, that personality, but he developed into much more than that later. Right. On. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to me, you know, because uh, one of the things, when I first looked at the script that you guys, when I heard you guys were writing something and Chris gave me, you know, told me that he wanted to work towards producing it in graphic audio, my initial reaction was, oh, good. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, because it, it could have it sucked. Um, oh, it, it most it, certainly could have. And, it and, did suck at first. <laughs> yeah, the first draft is something we will never be sharing with anyone ever. ever. Well, but by the time that I got it, it was it was reassuring that that you guys could write <laughs> because you know uh, and 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 I was happy to jump on his editor then and coach and do and and you know exert my influence both mm-hmm. in the writing and there the is a the lot there is a lot of uh, my dad's writing in this book yeah well there were times um, especially like I can tell when <laughs> when my dad has made an edit because I go what the hell does that word mean. <laughs> This is my book. Why don't I recognize this? <laughs> but yeah, any anywhere where there's, you know, more than a sixth grade reading level, you're probably looking at at this guy right here. Well, I dove in. I dove into. Um, there's there's certain characters that speak in florid language, which is not easy to write. I tried really hard. You did no. You you did really well. No, I you know I'll. I still, every time I've listened to it, and and uh, at, or at each stage of listening to where things are, I'll, I will find a turn of phrase where I go, "That was really elegantly put, son." Mm-hmm. You know, where, where I go, and it's and it's kind of strange because Karen is a reader. Karen, you've always been a reader. Yeah, I, right? I was. I was the kid who had the book under the desk instead of paying attention in class. Chris would only read when forced. Uh, and he liked to listen to audiobooks rather than... I like listening, and I like that, that development of story, but just the the book itself is just so plain to me. And mm-hmm. because I grew up with, you know, surrounded in flashing lights and movies and... Video and, games. Right, and over, overstimulated. Overstimulation <laughs> that it's it's hard for me to really get into a, a just a real book now i have i've definitely um been absorbed almost against my will into into uh, some novels but um for the such most a, part such it, as can you name it's been a long time not off the top of my head <laughs> <laughs> all right you caught me i'm lying <laughs> I've never read. No, anything. I just I just wanted to know. No, I know that because we've talked, we had conversations, but I'm not going to come up. I with read this. the I read Deathstalker while I was working on it. Um, right, way back when, when I was doing Deathstalker. Um, and I can I was, see the Simon R. Green influence in some of the writing. Yes, you most though. certainly can. <laughs> um, but I remember when I was doing posts specifically on Coda, um, I was reading ahead to see where I was going, and then I realized I hadn't stopped reading ahead, and then I was at the end of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, oh, shit, I haven't done anything today but read the book. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well. Well, that doesn't happen very often with our engineers, I'm afraid. No. <laughs> well, but, but I was, Deathstalker I was heavily invested into. But um, yeah. we, that's another topic for another time. Let's it talk d- about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, what, but one of the things that, that your writing style well even but you were all you were always able to express your thoughts well on the page even as a mm-hmm. kid um I, re- I remember reading you know papers that you were forced to read or or even just things that you wrote uh extemporaneously for whatever purpose that they were well phrased that they mm-hmm. that you that you used the language in your vocabulary well and your vocabulary was surprisingly large for a non-reader mm-hmm. well um Back in the day, the um, pre-voice acting video games, I did a lot of reading and RPGs and other things, and those have a lot of text. Yeah, um, they're not a, always terribly well written. Not always terribly well written, but they all, they tell a story, and that's probably where I would put myself. I'm not a writer; I'm a storyteller. I'm much better at telling a story than I am with with uh, writing narration. Well, because you wrote the book to be performed in graphic audio, you wrote fairly minimalistically in terms of of delivering information. You well, 
yeah, back even like way back in my engineering days, I would try and cut narration where I could because it gets in the way. Mm-hmm. I like to the thing about the audiobook and and graphic audio and what we do is it has a live flow. It has scenes, it has, right. you know, and those don't always fit narration well you have you know especially like during a fast-paced fist fight you have he's swung with his you know right hand trying to uppercut this guy and you get into descriptions where you get into that description and then it pauses everything yeah and and what makes for a good book doesn't always make for a good Graphic audio. Amen to that. Scene. That's <laughs> yeah. what you liked Amen about the, the yeah. Simon R. Green books. One, one of the things he... I liked about I liked about Deathstalker is while in written form one might consider it a cop out, he does not often describe the fight scenes um, directly. He describes how they're fighting and not what they're. You right. Know, he gives you an overview actual... of the the ferocity of the battle. Yes, and that's perfect for graphic audio because behind that you can actually hear evidence of that. It's show and tell, and it's not right. getting in the way. Right. Um, and that was that was the element that I really wanted to bring because you know you work an, as an engineer for seven years, you you kind of figure out what works and what doesn't. Right. And. But you also discover. I mean, I and when I do adaptations of uh, graphic novels to to a, a very lean form of graphic audio as well, I frequently find that well, maybe we do need a little narration here to clarify things, and it's nice to have that as a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, speaking as the voice of the narrator most of the time. Uh, there were several times when I felt that we needed to go back in and clarify. Which is the exact opposite problem you normally have. True. <laughs> True. Well, sometimes it well, depends some... on depends on how how severely I've adapted. A, a, sometimes I will eliminate narration when I'm doing an adaptation, and then realize you need it. And then I realize later that it just doesn't play without it. You know mm-hmm. that we need clarification because the one thing you don't want is the listener's imagination to be stopped. You know, you don't want their momentum of following the scene to be distracted by, what was that? What just yeah. happened? Mm-hmm. You know, although some of that is inevitable. It happens and you watch a movie. How many times have you had to rewind a movie to, to, to go, wait a minute, what, what just happened here? I mean, and, and some of that is the product of, of, of attention spans and being mm-hmm. distracted by other things. And, and uh, so, but we want to minimize that. Mm-hmm. It, it's a complex problem because, like I said, the books, well-written books don't always mean well-written graphic Graphic audio productions. It's, if you have a really descriptive passage, it, it doesn't work half the time. If you have something that's overly complicated, sometimes you just can't win in graphic audio because you have this detail that needs to be said where it's said. And, but it breaks the flow of, of the sound design, and there's no way you can fix that. You have to do the time freeze thing. Um, Which to, sucks. I hate well, it. Well, it's, <laughs> if you use it infrequently, if you use it judiciously, it's, it's not a bad thing. Um, but, but you have to have that option. Mm-hmm. Um, and, however, there, uh, you know, these, there, the value in well-written narrative sections, um, such as a lot of Seminar Green's um, uh, uh, or, uh, large expository sections where he gives you information that you need, where he gives you the info dump. If they're written entertainingly enough mm-hmm. with enough personality, as any good writer does, um, Brandon Sanderson is brilliant at it. We have, we have a number of strong authors that can do that really well. Um, and sometimes it's okay to let it go, you know. Uh, it's but, okay to let it go when it's at the beginning and end of a scene, or if it's in a if right. it's in a natural pause state. But that right. doesn't always happen. Right. No. And nor should it in the written no. form a lot of times. And and for the for an audio format, it, generally speaking, a linear storytelling style is best. A mm-hmm. chronology that. We we've we've successfully pulled off jumping around in time and so on, but but it can be very confusing. I mean, actually, in a lot of ways, the beginning of playing gods was took uh, takes people sometimes a little bit of a while to get grounded in what's going on. It and does because I jump around because um, the prologue was written almost after the fact to 
the Without bulk- the prologue, the beginning would be hard to get through, and that is why the prologue is there. Right, to- it's to set up. So, so you have some of the mystery there for you to keep going. Right. The, the thing that even going back and listening to it that I'm really proud of in this book is is the um, the excitement level because it starts really high with the prologue and mm-hmm. then it, and then you kind of settle down for a little bit and mm-hmm. it, and it slowly starts ramping up and then it starts ramping up more and it never stops ramping up all the way right. through to the end and right I'm glad because it they're usually you know this oh this scene is kind of boring or oh this scene isn't that but it just keeps going straight up like every disc my Favorite disc and my least favorite disc are nine eight seven six five four three two one. I I like the farther in in the story oh. you are, the more I like it. Well, the groundwork starts paying off. It's like any series that is you know, and it really uh, a novel to me is the equivalent of of you know uh, a, a TV show that's got like ten or thirteen episodes. You know, mm-hmm. like a like a Game of Thrones or a, or a, or the Daredevil series. Ooh, I meant to turn my phone off. Oh my God! How unprofessional! <laughs> I, know. I turned my phone off. Did you turn well, your phone off, Karen? Hold on. I silenced it. Let's talk to Chris's mom. Oh, hey, mom. <laughs> Hello. You're you're interrupting our podcast, you know. <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne. No, it's all good. What were we talking about? Welcome back to All in Your Mind, where we had no idea what the fuck we were talking about. Uh, minimize the. F- because uh, <laughs> I like to maximize. The f- <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite uh, things that I've ever read about somebody talking about our book is is a sex scene that would make William Shatner blush. Captain, <laughs> or Kirk, Captain Kirk specifically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that that made me smile. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was hilarious. One of the product reviews that's up that's up on that. <laughs> There's sex featuring yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's not gratuitous. The, the That's a lie. on your dad's face there. <laughs> it moves the plot forward. Hey, this was revenge for all the times I had to hear you having sex in these books. I beg your pardon? <laughs> what? <laughs> Deadlands? I, I have no recollection of, of what you speak. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was, what was I'll, it? I'll, I'll drop the... Uh, um, uh, the customary uh, Ryan and Christy sex. Thing. Yeah, that's what I would. <laughs> so yeah. The 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 one with the sex flower. <laughs> oh the, yeah. The, yeah. I, re- I remember doing that session very vividly. He'll never find that scene. Using his last ounce of strength, Ryan threw her off. She rolled aside onto her hands and knees, rubbing her buttocks against his bare stomach. Ryan ran his hands freely over her body as the woman rubbed closer and harder against his shaft. Dear God, I'm sorry. I really am very, very sorry. <laughs> and now back to our program. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's talk about. Uh, uh, let's talk about the. Well. <laughs> well, here's what I want to know. Go, Dwayne. Go. Okay. I understand that. Um, well, what you had, you guys have said that uh, Chris, when you came back from Texas, mm-hmm. um, you. Um, hooked up with Karen and you guys just started role playing this these ideas that were kind of floating in your head Mm -hmm. so to speak and that transformed into you guys role playing into other areas (laughs) 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 so I I, because I never I, I never knew I you was away for so long, I never knew how you guys actually met. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, you know, we knew each other from high school. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we were friends in high school. And, and uh, you know, we just kind of went and did our own things for a while. And I'd kind of kept in contact a little bit and kind of not. Kind of, sort of. You know, occasional yeah. email here and there. Okay. Hey, how's yeah. it going? But then we just kind of hit it off again after I came back. Um... Not entirely after you came back. It was kind of when you were coming. Coming back, back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it was on the I w- it was on the trip that we started this. It was on the trip back. So um, on the trip back in the car and the in the one of the hotels that oh. when we were driving back. Well, I did not know that. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but we we um, 
it certainly was not designed to be that way, but it, it or designed to be a book. But we had laid enough foundation that, and we now would you guys a little bit would write, and one of you would write a little bit and send it off to the other. Yep. Yeah, we'd we'd send passages. Back I mean, and it forth. was it wasn't even through email; it was through an instant messaging program. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, so it needed a lot of formatting and a lot of restructuring <laughs> and a lot of us not laughing and and providing stupid comments, but um, <laughs> and also a lot of. Of trimming off the fat there is yeah. a lot of extra stuff that you know just comes from completely improvising everything that ended up just not working to be. or dead right. ends or anything like that but none of none of this final book was literally word for word part of it the second draft was completely rewritten but um, you had story elements and character elements. oh yes yeah. lots of story elements and foundation and character arcs I mean this thing was several years in the making I mean yep. we started this before we were dating and now we have a son who's almost five years old <laughs> so um, wow. yeah. yeah we live fi life in the fast lane <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it hopefully it won't be that long before book two comes out oh <laughs> no, it, it, won't. it will not be because well, we don't have to do the extensive rewriting fixing mm -hmm. we, and we, we know, know where, where we're, we're going, going. and right. we we have I mean, I've come up with I came up with more plot details after my insomnia bout last night. I was <laughs> I was thinking pretty hard um, to make uh, Zarius's story arc a little more interesting. I think I made it a lot more interesting. Nah, I'm gonna want to hear that. Later. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you. <laughs> so, but, so, so you guys have started the book two process. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, cool. It's it's kind of going a little slow right now. Chris had been working on the sound design. I've been working on. Your thing. The thing. Your Should thing. I talk about that thing? I don't know. Sure. We can always cut it. Okay. All right. I mean, it, it basically, <laughs> you've been working on, longer than Chris went into post, you've been working on this animated trailer. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Karen does also the art for Right. She's the, the cover art on Playing Gods is, is Karen Rowan's Some original great, art. Great stuff, yes. too. Really Thank great you. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually had to fix that one up because when I first drew that, it was, what was it from, like 2012? I don't know. 12? You were like, oh, this is this is terrible. Let me fix this. <laughs> it was from like 2012 or 2013. This is so three months ago. <laughs> More like three years. Well, you were using different software. No, I was nope. using the same software. Oh, you were? Okay. But My just I, I had grown so much as an artist that I came back to the cover after a couple of years and I look at it and I go, ugh. <laughs> And so, especially poor Vilas, his face looked so bad. I had to go in and fix that because I did not want the cover to be subpar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then you went back and did a few other things. I told you you had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you can't keep redoing all your old artwork or else you'll never get anywhere. Yep. But no, everything that she did redo looks so much better for it. And I am very glad you went and redid the cover. One of the things that the was... The wallpapers I could have lived with, but <laughs> the cover, definitely. I'm going to segue to another Karen-related thing. That uh, um, One of the things that's really interesting that you we seldom get to do, or almost basically never get to do with other books, is explore uh, translating an alien language or another, or having scenes where characters speak a different language and how do you communicate what's being said and how do you make that sound consistent. And uh, and you, uh, Karen, you created the Lamy language uh, and there are and which was a real challenge for a number of our actors. <laughs> I'm surprised that, you know, there aren't actors out for my blood right now. <laughs> well, Special props to Kimberly Gilbert for yes, being awesome. Yes, but, yes. But Nan also, Nan Savard, had to handle the language. I did had to hand, handle the language as well. Um, Chris did a little bit. Yeah, Chris poorly. did a little bit. <laughs> we had Ken Jackson came in and did some uh, did a uh, did a cameo uh, of one of the Lamy characters. Yeah. Danny, um, oh, Danny Gavigan didn't actually speak any Lamy. Danny, did he? a couple of words basically, but he ah, was right. Danny yeah. was Srekis, the Lamy warrior. We should. Why don't we run through the quick a quick cast list of uh, um, you've got Kimberly Gilbert as Lissa, who's the the female lead. Uh, David Coyne as Vilas, Chris Rowan as Raya. Those are the two avatars battling each other eternally. I just wanted to punch David. <laughs> Andy Brownstein as Yamat, Bradley Smith as Aram. Uh, I played a character called Zarius, who is an, another character like um, Zorian Vilas. Zorian Vilas comes from another plane of existence. 
Uh, Emlyn McFarland is Corey. Um, uh, Thomas Penny is Darren. Nanette Savard is Keistre, the the matriarch of the uh, Lamy tribe. A lot of fan favorite for, for yeah. Keistre. And Colleen Delaney is Sinandri. Um, Probably my personal favorite. Uh, <laughs> it's not giving anything away to say that she's a goddess, right? She's no, 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 no she's no. introduced. And Danny Gavigan uh, plays Srekis, uh, mm-hmm. a Lamy warrior, and uh, we have a, you know other great performances throughout. Andy Clements. Uh, Playing one of the gods, uh, Richard Cutting, Bob Payne, Christopher Graybill, uh, Dave Jordan, Stephen Carpenter, and and on and on and on. Yes, uh, many, lots many of, of our are of our wonderful actors who all did a absolutely fantastic job. I am I yes. am floored by the performances, especially. I just I just have to extend an extra thanks to anybody who put up with me and my Lamy language. Your horrible language. That's <laughs> Very frustrating. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the well the mechanics of the language sort of dictated um, the accents of the of the Lamy uh, mm-hmm. in different ways. I mean, we all sound. It's inevitable that people are going to sound like some version of of an actual human language on this planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting to hear the different uh, dialectic uh, uh, leanings. So, you know, if you have rolled R's and and harsh consonants and sibilant S's. What that sounds like if filtered through different characters. What, what did you base the Lamy language on? Well, I never intended for it to be a fully proper language. It started out just as a couple names and a couple little flavor text things, but when I realized that this is going to be an audiobook, I went, crud, you're going to be hearing all of this Lamy speaking. Right. And if all of the actors are just making stuff up, every single Lamy is going to sound different. Right. And so this and got me... And it's just me, not going to sound as good either. Yeah, it just, yeah. it, it got me building... I had, like, little pieces of a language, and it got me really, you know, going in with the details like I do, and fleshing everything out and making a grammar system and filling in tons and tons of words. I have a little dictionary in a little online folder. <laughs> and just building a language from scratch. You can actually, if you're that much of a dork, you can translate the whole... <laughs> Yes, All, every everything that's sing- being spoken is actually part of the language. And one of the best ways to really get a, a hint or a key is there's one section where um, an elder is speaking in, in Lamy and, and um, uh, Lissa is translating. And you can figure out a few words and, and much, much more if you're willing to do your homework from that. Right. It's great for subsequent listenings if you want to zero in on that kind of thing and there's give a lot of texture. There's a lot of stuff for subsequent listenings. Um, it's funny uh, reading some of the other reviews, some of the early reviews from the people that and thank you guys so much for this, but actually listening to the entire thing like the night after. Yeah. Um, which, wow. Yeah. But um, <laughs> some of the stuff that um, was missed uh, interested me and and I thought was pretty neat. Um, So uh, one in particular comes to mind. Somebody, I think his name was Scott, gave an extensive review on the Graphic Audio site. Yeah. It was very flattering and I was very happy to read it. But he mentioned a a character recognizing Zraya and that it, it leads to more mystery. And they're actually um, that mystery is very solvable in the first book if you listen to if you listen for it and and use some logical reasoning. I really well some of that though you won't know until you come back to it. Yeah, I mean, it's you, you, something you forget about until right the mm-hmm. second. That listen. happens with a lot of stories, especially ones that are very detailed and and uh, have a lot of texture to it. That that your first interpretations of events. Are always going to be less informed than than, 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 the than, when than the second one. Well, there's there's uh, so much to to listen for in this, but one of the coolest advantages, not just having an author that knows graphic audio, but being able to engineer my own book created yeah, so many gonna, opportunities. That was next on my list to yeah. talk about. Was that weird coming back? Because it had been oh my god, it was it was a really rough start because <laughs> it had been a very long time. I've been five years, six. Uh, years? Let's see, I left in two thousand seven, and and that was this year. So probably another seven years. 
Something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, it had been a long time. What titles and, uh, were we doing back then, Dwayne? It was well. Well, the last book. Well, my last, the last book, book was, was a survivalist. Was a survivalist. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking yeah. it might have been a rogue angel, but um, yep, definitely remember the survivalist. One. Okay. Yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> that was a very long time ago. Um, but coming back was we were using a different piece of software now. Um, I remember you being really frustrated. With frustrated it. I'm with still that. frustrated with it, but <laughs> I got used to it. The library had changed drastically. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I had kind of grown up with it with the music library that we used, and found out that I no longer knew where anything was or what anything sounded like. Um, the sound effects were, you know completely different and and we had just amassed so much extra stuff that i had to learn it all over again yeah it was very very challenging and the first two discs took like at least twice as long as the rest of the book well and plus you have a full-time job that you were, yes, doing, you that were doing all of this yes and, and, a, a, and a child <laughs> yes I'm also, I'm also tier three technical support and server administrator so yes that that uh, was very challenging. I could probably devote about a couple hours to it on a good night. Um, <laughs> so it, it made this uh, production a lot longer, but I think it also um, gained a lot because of, of we were able to take our time um, and really just hammer out all the details. If you listen to... Um, the, the, as a post-production engineer, I was given, having written the story, I was giving so much more agency to do whatever I wanted and to really tell, this, tell the story how I wanted from the sound effects and the music and everything else, too. There is one plot element in the, in the first book that um, is, a, is a key hint to a very major plot development later on in the series that is told through one sound effect. Hmm. I, I won't tell you what that is, <laughs> but it's... But, well, if, you, you, but you if you want to know... You want to say what side it's on? I know what side yeah, it's on. Yeah, you want to know, you yeah, can go no, to no. www.audio.net. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait a minute. If you tell us what the sound effect is, is that going to reveal It'll something? It'll spoil it. Well, I, I just want to let that go. But um, There's, there's a lot gotta... of foreshadowing if you go back into it. Yes, it, we, we have lots and lots of... Uh, devious plans planted throughout the book, and and most of the most of the story is mapped out. Um, I try not to map out too much because my favorite stuff is the stuff that surprises me while I'm writing it. Right. My favorite character in the entire book is Darren, hmm. and that's because played by by Tony Penny, by, Thomas Penny, yes, who did a again a wonderful job, just like everybody else. Um, he was originally. He had that that one scene at the beginning. He was just a guard. He was a red was shirt. He was a red shirt. Yeah. And <laughs> then I was like, I just kind of took him along. And he ended up going through a lot of the book and adding a lot of very interesting elements that was completely unplanned. Hmm. I just did it on a whim. And he resulted in my, his presence resulted in my favorite scene of the book, which is um, a... Uh, interesting conversation between Darren and Vilas that I won't go into much too much detail, but it gives you a very interesting insight into Vilas and and the the deeper complexity that that is him and his chaos and um, how he interacts with people and why he interacts with people the way he does. And that whole scene was one shot beginning to end, just like coming out of me onto the page like I was just <laughs> I was reading it more than inspired. writing it inspired it was it was absolutely inspired and I'm like wow this is an incredible <laughs> scene were you going to make a slight comment there Dwayne oh no oh, I was okay. just <laughs> <laughs> me me I me I my <laughs> um, wasn't that going to be one of Vilas's lines yeah it was but well, we but, cut it well we, we it was distracting no, no we didn't cut hand. it it's uh, there. But David it, it, Coyne did and one of his many... One of the yeah. many reasons I wanted David Coyne in the Vilas chair is because of his tendency to improv and, and be hysterical. And yeah, there's he a has lot of a lot of ad-libbed uh, moments in this book that play really well. 
Um, and that's exactly why. The other reason I chose him is because he was one of the graphic audio regulars, and I thought he would never, ever, ever leave, so he can be here <laughs> sure. for the rest of the series. I was like, that would be a sure shot. I, wa- I want all the people that I know are going to stay around in these roles. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back. Uh, You're in, damn in, right in, he will be. In one form or another. Well, I, I just uh, just received a file from him. Uh, he's playing Wolverine in Ms. Marvel Volume 2. Good. So, so, yes. So, worry not. He just isn't as regularly featured as he once was. Yes. So. <sighs> anyway. We'll get him back one way or another. Yes, I'm going to drag him back here if I have to. <laughs> well, now, uh, did... Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you guys want to talk about? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, How about you, Dwayne? Um, not necessarily. I, I just thought it was pretty cool to um, hear you guys talk about the collaborative uh, process and, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, just how you guys, it- over a course of, like, years, you know, um, just put this thing together, you know, and... Um, and just hearing the similarities about, you know, you guys love for gaming and how that mm-hmm. had translated into this story. It was it was pretty interesting to hear you guys, you know, go through. Yeah, it, there are a lot of things about this production that are very different from other books and other graphic audio books. One of, yeah. well, what's interesting to me though, I mean, you know, we've t- talked a lot about the gaming thing and the and and but in, in listening to and reading the story you kind of lose sight of that, the fact that, I mean, because it doesn't really, it doesn't feel like a video game. It's because it, it's really informed by th- the influences that gaming has had on, on my media experience. I primarily game. I, I watch the occasional movie, and that's about it as far as my passive entertainment. I'm mostly gaming. And as far as you're concerned, some of the best gaming out there is the one are the ones that tell a story. That, that tell, tell a, a good a story, story in well. a way that other media can't. Um, yeah. uh, oh boy, I could go on forever. Uh, Braid. Um, Heavy Rain on, had that really good moment. Heavy Rain had a few good moments. Undertale. Oh, I love Undertale. What's um, the one most recently that you've been uh, hooked on? Undertale. Oh, was, Undertale. was the big one that okay. um, took the world by storm, and rightly so. Um, Wasn't there a good um, Tolkien-based? Uh, oh, Shadows uh, Shadow of Mordor was yeah. was very good. That was more for gameplay reasons, though. It had some really cool plot stuff, but mainly and it was well acted. The story was said. Uh, pretty well acted. It it w- the main thing was the dynamic uh, orc general system, but uh, you know I can Whatever. get into that. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Gamer geek, <laughs> gamer geek stuff. stuff. I will talk. I will talk as much as anybody wants about gaming on my on the uh, Twitter feed that we. Oh, have, there the, you go. The Twitter that we have opened. What is it? And uh, Chris was never GA heard from again. Ga playing gods. Ga playing gods. Oh yeah, do that. Do that again. Ga playing gods. That's um, so. That's your Twitter handle. My that's Twitter our official author. Yes. Twitter. Yep. Have you guys gotten a lot of followers since y'all? All seven of them, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that number is accurate. But um, and a lot of them are, are from my circles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I will say that uh, that playing gods isn't going to end here. There'll be there'll be more goodies forthcoming. Uh, Karen has a lot of artwork that's going to be forthcoming in various forms. Mm-hmm. There are portraits and illustrations of most of the characters mm-hmm. that 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 we will uh, that will be available at some point in some format. Um, and we're um, going to see... Most of, my, most of my artistic effort right now is being spent on this trailer animation. It is consuming right. my life here. I'd say pretty much all of your artistic efforts <laughs> over the past couple of years have Did all been... Did you want to direct anybody to your, um, to your streaming feed um, if you want to see Karen working? Yeah, if, if you want to watch me work on this animation <laughs> or just chat, uh, picardo.tv slash lupus draconis. I'll probably need to spell that out. Go ahead. L-U-P-U-S-D-R-A-C-O-N-I-S. Cool. That's just my handle most everywhere on the internet. And Mm -hmm. I live stream art pretty much daily now. It's... She's yeah. got she's got a little following of fans and and everything else and she didn't before but then I told her you know you're really cute put up a, a camera and then <laughs> and then all of a sudden she had like seven or eight fans that sign on daily <laughs> <laughs> doesn't hurt no yeah, yeah 
Yes. So, uh, if if uh, one of our listeners were to wish to purchase this fine product, Wayne, um, how would they go about doing that? They can go to www.graphicaudio.net and they can get it in um, audio CD format as well as all of our available download formats: MP3, M4B, and FLAC. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks, guys, for coming in. Uh, it was a very unique experience. Yep. Uh, you know. <laughs> um, Thank you to anybody who has listened to this product or who is planning on purchasing it or even just for listening to the prologue. It, this has been a passion project for me. I, for Karen both and, of us. For both of us. <laughs> Karen and I have worked very hard on it out of love. Certainly was not for the money. Um, and we should mention Angie and, and Mr. And, and Mrs. Cutting, and who have been very patient. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they, and very, very giving in, in getting to this moment. Absolutely. Well, they, when I said we took our time to get it right, they allowed us to take our time to get it right. And I know that was much more difficult than it sounds. <laughs> um, and, yes, thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Cutting, and thank you, Angie, for uh, believing in us, really. For believing uh, in this, you know, book written by essentially unknowns. Yep. Yep. No idea how it was going to turn out. No idea how it was going to sell. It was a risk on their part. Mm-hmm. And I am very glad that they took that risk. And so are we. Right, Yeah, Dwayne? absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you know, for the longest time, you know, I've been wanting for graphic audio to kind of do original stuff. And, you know, the success that we've had so far with playing gods just reconfirms to me that our audience is real hungry for more original stuff from graphic audio so this boded very well for us that we can start to navigate through those waters and begin to do more original stuff so thank you guys for Glad to be pioneers. Yeah. Yes, we there, are. We are honored by this. There will definitely be more forthcoming, and uh, I, I, we, we, Dwayne and I, are, are are aware of certain projects that already have uh, are well well underway, but uh, we'll be announcing those when it's an appropriate time to do so. Yes. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, we're going to have. Later on in the week, we're going to have another podcast. Uh, That's right. We got. Um, the all in your mind with um, our customers. Oh, that's right. I just got another notification that a different person. Oh, is um, in addition to our in body. addition to our regular Shane Lowe. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, that'll be cool to um, get the chance to talk to one of our other uh, customers. Well, I'll be happy to talk to Shane again. We'll we'll follow him as he grows up. You know, following through through, right. through the wonder years of graphic audio, and eventually. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that episode. That was one of my favorites. He's a great fan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, oh, yeah. we, we definitely know. appreciate Shane. <laughs> we love Shane. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll be talking at you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. All in your mind. <laughs>